moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. This is Asa Nilsson. I am your host, and this is episode six. Today, we're going to talk about self-realization. I had never heard this stated quite like this before, but Deepak Chopra, I think he's a doctor, Dr. Deepak Chopra, said, the self cannot be developed. It can only be realized. I thought, man, That is some good shit right there. Why is that? Because, you know, I I have considered myself to be working in the self-development field now for five and a half years as a life coach, as a business and money mindset coach. This is what I did. I helped people to develop themselves. I sold myself as a self-development coach, right? I mean, that's how I perceived myself to be as if I have any power or control to help another person develop themselves, right? This is only a matter of discovering who, in fact, we are. Our lives are the continual journey towards the understanding of the realization of self. Who am I? Who are you And I was at this uh, conference and I had these people come around me and asking, you know, so tell me, tell me, what do you do? What do you do? I think that is the most boring question anybody could ever ask anybody because it shows absolutely no forethought or any kind of cleverness. So the, the turning of that question of, you know, well, I'm I'm a I'm a life coach. I work in coaching and here in Sweden that is still something that is becoming um understood. Yeah. Uh, I mean in America it has been a, a lot longer that this is a field that has even been considered and in Sweden it's becoming more popularized, which I'm glad for because there are so many excellent and beautiful coaches out there doing really fantastic work. And so saying that I'm a life coach, people, they're just like, oh, okay, next. Like they go to the next person because they didn't understand what it was. And I'm not going to sit there and explain it to them because 
at that point, I have already left the building myself mentally. However, when I felt interested, I would then turn it around and ask them about themselves. Because I don't know if you have realized this yet, but um, I'd say 99.999% of the free world wants to speak about themselves. So for people who don't love networking, it, like going out to an event to sell myself or sell my business, <laughs> I was, and I definitely am not, I do not like that. I don't go into any kind of a, a social situation thinking, okay, today I'm going to give out 25 business cards and they better freaking like it. I'm not doing that. Sorry, my phone just went off. So um, I have been in situations where I went to networking breakfasts and, and this one guy comes, sits at a table of 10 of us and he sits and he throws his business card out like he's dealing a deck in Las Vegas. And uh, I was like, oh. Uh, is this you? Is this your business card? He's like, yeah. And he never asked me for mine. He didn't ask me what I did. He didn't ask me what I work with. Now, if you have your own business, I'm going to just offer you a tid of advice. That is not the best way to, or even a good way to get your business card in front of people because who cares about your business card? Shake my hand, look me in the eye, and seem as though you are remotely interested in me as a human being. Um, I've been doing some studies. I have, uh, I don't know if you do this, but I watch people. I have always watched people because people fascinate me. And I'm also the youngest of five children, so I had to watch my elders to see what was the the stemning. The stemning in Swedish is kind of like what's the what's the vibe in the room, right? So I could figure out very quickly based on how my siblings were acting, how my father was feeling, or if he was in a bad mood, or was he angry at one of us? Or my mom was always the peacekeeper, which is the role definitely that I have also taken in my own life. So the understanding of paying attention to nuances, body language, like how people speak, how people look at you, how they hold their own bodies, how they hold their hands, how they do anything. People give so much information just based on how they stand and how they look. So if you are thinking about yourself now and how do you show up in the world, um, I'm going to ask you if you are super uncomfortable in a scenario or a situation, I promise you, everyone around you knows it. They can sniff it. They can feel it. They can see it. And if they don't, those aren't even the people you want to be around anyway, because they don't even care about you. Okay. They're caring more about themselves than they're caring about anybody else. So getting back to my Deepak Chopra. So when he says the self cannot be developed, it can only be realized that it goes against everything basically I've learned, but I'm fascinated with it because could it be actually true? And is there some inkling of, yeah, I mean, really, I, I do think that could be true. I think it is, especially when we're born, I believe we are born into this life and I personally believe in multiple lives. Now, you have your own beliefs. You can believe whatever you want, but this is my show, so I'm going to talk about what I believe in. So I believe in multiple lives. And I believe that when we die, 
that we are, I mean, we are a soul. We are only a soul. And um, we happen to have a body, right? This body suit that we're walking around in. And when this life is over, then our soul comes back with a different body suit. And we keep having karmic lessons. And what that means is if we have problems in our life, let's say, for example, today, if you have a problem with somebody in your family and you don't get along, you fight all the time, you're angry with each other, you hate each other, there's really no reason why you should you know, not get along. There's probably a reason why. And the reason I see it could potentially be a karmic reason where you are coming back to this life now in order to figure out what the karmic lesson is with this other person and you have to figure it out and if you do not figure it out this life darling you're gonna do it again next time so don't you fret you don't have to fret about it now because you're gonna have plenty of time later to do it over so i think about relationships that i have in my life today and if I have difficult ones, I mean, I have been in one punch fight in my life, which I, was not a proud moment, I can assure you. Um, and that was with another girl. That was when I was maybe 14 or something. I don't know. I was young, but I was old enough to know better. And I made a bad decision. And I think about what what was that about? I mean, do I hate her? Do I have a problem with her? No. I, don't, I mean, she's no, she she means nothing to me. So then I think about now today, do I have any, like, you know, when you meet people, how it's kind of like the hair on your back stands up, like something is just up. It could be a bad vibe. It could be bad juju. They could be, you know, not nice people and you're picking up on it. But if there is somebody in your immediate circle, your soul circle is um, what I consider this to be. I've, I've read lots of books about um, different lives and it's called a soul circle when you keep kind of coming back to the same people. There's a reason why we keep coming back to the same people, the same souls, because we're a part of a group. We're a part of a our crew, basically, right? Our crew that we have, we've always had, and we're always going to have. And isn't that a beautiful way of thinking about it? Now, I could say that my brother in this life maybe was my sister in a past life, or maybe in a past life I was a man and I was married to my sister, who is now my sister, but then was a man, you know? So it's like, this is what I mean by the whole karmic cycle where we keep coming back to figure it out. And this is all my own beliefs. This is what I believe in my heart and in my soul. And it's very rare that I talk about this with very many people. So I decided I'm just going to talk about it with you since, <laughs> since I have maybe three people listening. So you're going to find out how I really feel about this whole self-realization. I do so much introspection of myself and how I am and how I act and how I treat other people and how I react when other people treat me a certain way or when I feel the most loved, when I feel the most appreciated, when I feel the most seen valued and heard. Those are the three most important things that any human being really needs is to be seen, valued, and heard. So when I am at my absolute best, my highest and best, when I'm like, I feel like I'm just so magnanimous, like my heart is on fire and I feel like I'm electric. 
when am I around those people? Who am I around? And when am I absolutely living the best life? And, you know, there are times where you have more of that than others. So I'm going to ask you when you, you know who these people are, you know, when you are in their presence, that your spirit lifts immediately. You feel so excited. You feel happy to be with them. You feel so connected and you feel you can just be yourself and whoever you are, they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? I love you. I love you because of who you are, not okay, I will accept this, that you do this, but I love you because of who you are and I accept you as you are. So those people, those are part of our, our soul circles, right? Those are the closest people to us. So then if we have an opportunity to kind of reflect and go within in a moment of quiet, because these things do not come, these answers do not come when we are surrounded by too many people who are talking and jabbering and music and everything's going on. We need this time for quiet to go back within to see who am I when I am at my highest and best. And do you want to surround yourself with more of that, with more of those people? And how can I do this? How can I be so happy and be a part of the world living the best possible life that I can. Well, it starts with us. It starts and ends with us. When we are feeling like we are magical, that only can start with us. So realizing our self, self-realization, coming back to self, and knowing what that feels like to be in that state, that state of being, that state of knowing, that is what I'm talking about. That more moth to the people, the whole movement is to understand more of that. And when are we with people that consider that to be also something interesting and something they want more of instead of the push, the shove, the hustle, the I've got to have this because this is what everybody else has. This is part of self-realization, in my opinion, in my opinion. Now, you don't have to believe in multiple lives. You don't have to believe in past lives. You don't have to believe in future lives. You can believe in the black hole like my husband does. I do not care. It's up to you what you believe in. But this is my beliefs. This is what I consider because I have met people, I have looked them in the eye, and I think, oh my God, there you are. Have you been all my life? I've been waiting for you. And the reason that we connect with some people in very, very quickly, very quick ways and very deep ways, I believe, is because we've met them before. We've seen them before. They've been in our past lives, and they're going to continue to be in our lives, this life and the next life and the next life and the next life. And the thing is, when you are surrounding yourself with the people that you love the most, when you are being this, this person that you are so proud to be, yeah, the person that you're so glad you've become, then you know you're in the right spot. And that is what you can get when you're going out to the moss, when you're standing in the moss, when you're laying in the moss, when you're going in within, that's all it means is going out more moss to the people is going within to connect, to ground yourself, 
back to nature, back to spirit, back to source, back to whatever it is you believe in, the nymphs, the fairies, the, the black blackness, whatever it is, anything higher than ourselves and ourselves, that's what the moss brings us. So where do you have the possibility to come back to you, to love yourself first, to love yourself most, to be the number one person in your own life. Oh, I'm going to share this with you before I sign off. This was something I thought was really nice. I learned this lesson. So when we are typically, we women especially, are really good at serving others, like helping others. So what I want you to consider is this. If you are a big cup, imagine like a big giant cup of tea or hot cocoa or something, and that cup has a saucer underneath it. Your, you, you yourself are the big cup, okay? And then when your cup is absolutely to the rim, full to the rim, and it pours over onto the saucer, when it rolls over onto the saucer, that is what you serve from. You do not serve from your cup. Do you understand? You serve from the saucer because the cup has to be full for you first, and then when you are full, when you are full of love, when you are full of passion, you are full of excitement, you are full of joy, you are full of gratitude for everything in your life, then you serve from that point. The overflow is what you serve others from. You understand that? Understand that reference? That was such a beautiful visual for me to understand that I cannot serve from an empty cup because if I serve from an empty cup, if I do life from an empty cup because I'm not giving myself the love that I need, I'm not giving myself the attention and the uh, the, the love, really the self-love that I need to feel replenished and full, then I cannot serve anybody else because what happens is I get resentful, I get ugly, I get hurtful, I start lashing out, I start acting out sideways. Nothing good comes from that, I promise. And I've done that for years too. So I'm not speaking from the mountaintop here. Remember I told you I'm not speaking from the mountaintop. I'm not saying I am above you. I'm not saying I know more. I'm saying come with me. Let's talk about this. That's the point of this conversation. So consider the cup. Consider you are the cup, this big, beautiful cup. Fill yourself to the top with everything that you need to feel absolutely nourished and full and loved and sated. Then serve from that point, yeah? Serve from the saucer, my friend. Serve from the saucer. All right, sweet love. It has been another fabulous week. I hope that you have a gorgeous weekend. And we're getting into the end of December. Goodness gracious. We sure are the lucky ones, aren't we? I hope you're taking beautiful care of yourself. Love yourself first, love yourself most, then love others. I'll see you later. See you on the flip side. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast without him. This would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care. <laughs>